Hello and welcome to the, I think this is either the 7th edition or you call it like the second half of the 6th edition of the Two Black Two Nerdy Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm the co-host, Chris. And um, today we were just going to go over talking about um, some movies we've seen and the trailers for upcoming movies we're excited for. And um, I went on an interesting trip I can also talk about and pretty much... Anything else? So I guess, uh, yeah, like life updates and stuff. So, um, first I want to talk about uh, Guardians 2. Came out back in May, I believe? Yep. Chris, you have a chance to uh, see it? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I know I talked to a lot of people that said they liked this this one more than the first. And I don't know if I agree. Like, it was still really good. I still think the first one was better just because it was such a surprise how good it was. And it's hard to really have, start off with an ensemble piece and make it good. Yeah, you know? I, yeah, I, I'd have to agree. You know, I think the second one may technically be a better film. Like the second movie definitely had more character development, that kind of stuff. But I think the first one was just such a surprise hit. You know, because no yeah. one knew, no one knew who the Guardians were. You know what I'm saying? Like no one knew. Except for, you know, those hyper comic book fans. And for a movie to kind of come out of nowhere with an ensemble cast, which, I mean... And I don't even... They didn't have even that many, like, heavy hitter, you know, type actors. You know, I mean, Chris Pratt, you know, when that came out, he was a guy from uh, Parks and Rec, you know. He's re- I mean, he's blown up, really, since Guardians and been in a lot of different stuff. But, um, I, I still, I enjoyed it. Um, I actually liked Ego, the Living Planet, as a villain. You know, I mean, Marvel has such a low bar for villains. I actually liked him better than a lot of the recent villains we've gotten. Um, what was your opinion on, uh, Ego? I mean, I sort of didn't even go into Guardians thinking about a villain. Um, so probably if I would have, I would have realized that Kurt Russell would have been the villain. Uh, but... I mean, it is what it is. Um, he wasn't spectacular. Um, I think he was dumb in saying that he was the one that killed his mom. <laughs> Should have known better than that. Why did he admit that? That's the thing. Right. I like that he did that, but no, it didn't make sense for him to admit that. Right. You know, that's just, I mean, that's just movie villains just being dumb. Because I like the fact that he did, I mean, the idea that he's been going around, like, seducing all these women across the galaxy, and he killed his mom, like, that act, like, when they revealed that, I'm like, man, okay, like, man, Eagle's a douche. But, like, I agree that him revealing that didn't necessarily make a ton of sense. It should have yeah. been, it should have been a thing, like, that, um, Star-Lord, that, like, he discovered, you know what I mean? Right, being connected to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should have, like, seen that. He should have been like, you killed my mom. Like, what? You know, that would have been... You know, I think that would have made a little more sense. But, um, I'm trying to think of, like... I'm trying, like, it's hard for me. It's been a while. I'm trying to remember. I like the, uh, the gold aliens. How they were, uh... They're, they're controlling the, uh, ships like a video game. I thought that was right. funny. That was a that good was joke. Cool. I, I didn't like how they created Adam Warlock at the end. I needed Adam Warlock for Infinity War, but no, Marvel, you're not going to give me that. Yeah, I don't, I have no idea. They're not going to, I mean, yeah, apparently he's not going to show up until Guardians 3, whenever that All is. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. I enjoyed uh, Drax. Drax was really good in this. He, I think he was a lot better than the first one, because he was not my favorite Guardian in the first movie. But yeah, you... he had great comedic timing. Right, and then another thing was with Mantis and when he was talking about his daughter you know he's like has this or sort of like smile on his face and Mantis touches him and she just starts crying just it showed the emotional depth of Jax how much pain he's dealing with yeah definitely but um yeah I I but yeah I just I think Drax stood out in this one uh Baby Groot was good for a comedy uh Rocket was good um Yandu, I liked him a lot better in this one than the first movie. Yeah. You know, he what 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 was what was his line? He was like, He may be he may be your father, but he ain't your daddy. Yeah. Yeah. He may have been your father boy, but he, he ain't, ain't your daddy. daddy. Yeah. yeah. I'm Mary Pop Mary Poppins. That, that was uh, so does Piccolo. 
Yeah, Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah, I I enjoyed um I enjoyed him. I liked his uh I liked the Viking funeral in space. I thought that was pretty cool. And I guess, like, like Sylvester Stallone and the people he was with, like, those other Ravagers, those were supposed to be, like, the original comic Guardians team I read yeah. somewhere. and Yandu was a part of the original Guardians as well. And Yandu was? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and then the guy with the ice crystal face or whatever, that was Michael Rosenbaum. Okay. From Smallville and Voice the Flash in Justice League. Was he? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Miley Cyrus was the decapitated head robot thing. Yeah, yeah, I read about that. Um, trying to think of the other characters. Uh, Gamora and her sister, I thought were, I thought were fine. I think they were probably the least interesting out of the Guardians this time. That's just me. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have liked to have seen more. I mean, it was interesting to get more of their backstory with Thanos and that kind of stuff, but... I mean, I'm at the, I'm at the point now. I just want to get to Thanos, you know. Yeah. So I wish we got a little. I understand they're holding. They decide. I think they told a James Gunn they had to hold off on Thanos stuff because of Infinity War. But I would have liked to have seen a little more of that, even if it was just like a flashback for Gamora or something like that, as them yeah, as children. I think that would have been neat to see. And that and that's one of my problems with this: how they've set up the universe is. We don't really have a reason to fear Thanos if you, you know, don't know comics. Yeah, exactly. Well, ex- exactly, exactly. Because, I mean, if you read the backstory, it is tragic how Thanos pretty much, you know, destroys these worlds and just kidnaps these girls. And they're essentially, like, he calls them his daughters, but they're essentially, like, his slaves. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that is, like, an interesting story. And I, I wish we could have seen a little more, because even with, um... What, what's Gamora's sister? Nebula, that's her, that's her name. Like, they actually explain, like, why she's, like, robotic, because every time she failed, he took an organic part of her and replaced it, like, with a robot part. Like, that's interesting. You know what I mean? Right. So I wish we could have seen more of that from them. I mean, I still enjoyed the film for what it was, but I do think they could have had a better backstory, and I would, and I felt like this movie was almost like a side story. Like, it didn't feel as connected to any of the other movies, as especially as even the first Guardians was. Right. Yeah. But uh, you got any other thoughts on Guardians 2? It, it was still a good film. Um, you know, uh, so we're going to get... It's not, James Gunn said it's not teenage Groot, it's tween Groot. Um, and that's going to be the one in Infinity War. Yeah, tween grew. Yeah, I that that was a good uh, pulse credit. I that, it was it was pretty funny. Yeah, so that's that's gonna be interesting to see. But I'm I still worry about all the quipping. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can actually we can actually talk about some of that getting in. Uh, if we're going to Spider-Man. talk about what we can talk about Wonder Woman next, and then uh the trailers. But um, so if you don't have anything else to say, we can get into uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, let's get into Wonder Woman. Alright, so Wonder Woman, um, the movie that is, um, right now the lifeline of the franchise. Yeah, I would, you know, people keep saying that I don't exactly agree, because no matter how good Wonder Woman was, if Justice League tanks... If Justice League tanks, it's still bad, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so, so that's, that's where we are with that. Wonder Woman was fantastic, uh... You know, I'm not comparing it to any other DC movie because it, it it shouldn't be. And people want to say, oh, it's stolen from Captain America. but Not really. No. Not really, because, like, Captain America was more of, like, a propaganda piece and that kind of stuff. And Wonder Woman was more... Wonder Woman had much more, like, mystical elements and stuff involved, you know? Right. And so people are like, oh, well, the, uh, you know... Germans were the Hydra was powered by a cosmic entity, but I'm like, not in the same. Not way in the not in the same way. And also, the moral of Wonder Woman was different. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I I like the idea of first of all, I thought the island was beautiful. I enjoyed the scenes of the Amazons, and I like the kind because people make fun of DC for like the gray filter, you know. Mm-hmm. But the gray filter actually worked. 
when they went to London and when they, when they went to the war because it showed the contrast between the beautiful paradise and, you know, man's world, which, especially during, you know, you're talking about, um, was it London wartime? It was really crappy. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about fresh off the industrial revolution. Oh, yeah. Really Smog, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I mean, you know... A lot of, and I also, I like, because we don't see a lot of movies that deal with World War One. You know, typically we see World War Two because it's like America versus Nazis, good versus evil. But, like, if you read about World War One, World War One was just a mess, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody, everybody died. Was, yep, everybody had alliances which drawed them in. The only reason why America, well, there are a few reasons why America got into it, but, you know. Well, and, and it was also, like, I, I believe, don't quote me on this, it wasn't one of the first, it wasn't, like, the beginning of modern warfare as well, as far as, like, planes and that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Wasn't it, like, it was, wasn't it, it was, part it of the transition? With planes in it, um, you know, but the, the thing that made World War One stand out, because Europe had been engulfed in warfare for, like, several hundred so that wasn't anything different but it was just the fact that everybody became allies with other people and then one net war between two um two you know small nations engulfed all the bigger nations and it just it was a domino effect yeah and it just it went on for yeah just had so much aggression, which is one thing to see Ares at how he said he was just like, I just let men play on their own natural forces. Yeah, and I like I like the moral of the you know, that and that moral of the story too, that you know, you would think that like Ares, you know, I mean this at least the way I saw it is that, you know, Wonder Woman thinks that Ares is literally the source of like all war everywhere, but part of that, you know, really is the nature of humanity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the nature of like, you know, people are, people are always going to fight, and for Diana having to learn that and, ha- and having to see that in her grow, I thought was just you know a really interesting message. Right, you know, war is bad. I also I really enjoyed uh, Steve Trevor. I thought uh, Chris Pine did a good job. Yeah, seeing this, you know, he was originally pegged to be Hal Jordan, um, but then he turned it down so he could be Steve Trevor. And, uh, so now after seeing this, it's like, I could see him as Hal Jordan. I could see him as, I mean, he was also, they're both pilots, but yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I, I liked it because, like, in the comics, well, Steve Trevor's first, first introduced, he was supposed to be, like, the male equivalent to, like, a Lois Lane. Like, he was, like, this adventure guy who'd always get kidnapped and Wonder Woman would save him. But I liked that he was a pretty competent soldier, you know what I mean? Right. And a lot of the movie was him and Wonder Woman working together because obviously, you know, Wonder Woman, as far as America's concerned, is kind of like this big symbol for like the women's rights movement and whatnot. And, you know, I've, and, you know, there's controversy with like feminism and that kind of stuff. And I like that they didn't have to like dumb down the men to make Wonder Woman seem, you know, strong because that trope, I think, is tired and used in a lot of like quote unquote like girl power movies. You know what I mean? Right. Where like, if the woman is super strong and badass, all the guys just have to be just, like, dumb and, like, dopey. Like, you ever watch, like, Kim Possible? You remember Ron? Mm-hmm. Like, stuff like that. And I feel like that is, like, a tired trope that kind of needs to die. Because at the end of the day, at least for me, I like it when men and women are working together for a common goal. Yeah, I mean, it's just the flipping of the trope, regardless of whether it's you know, a man, and then you have the ditzy girl, or you have the lovesick girl, or whatever, so you're, they're just flipping that trope, but you always have the hero and the bumbling sidekick, and you know, it's like, you know, the sidekicks can be competent. Exactly. And it's still, and it's not like it takes away from it being Wonder Woman's movie, you know? Right. And she kind of inspires them, you know, when, especially, everybody likes the No Man's Land scene, when she first goes, really goes into battle, you know? She inspires all those other soldiers to fight. And then at the end of the day, and eventually, you know, Steve, you know, spoilers, you know, he dies and sacrifices himself, and that's what inspires Wonder Woman to keep fighting when she's fighting Ares and that kind of stuff. So I liked how, like, that to me is, like, a good relationship, you know, where they both, they both grow from being with each other, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Then the uh, scene where they're dancing in the snow. Yeah. Was absolutely 
fantastic. It was fantastic. Just, it was just perfectly shot. Beautiful. Now, I, I have a question. Okay, I don't know. This is going to be... This is a little random, but... um. So the band, so like their band of like fighters. So there was that one like native guy. His name was Chief. Is he supposed to be? Um, is he the same guy? Like that Native American guy on the Super Friends. Like I think his name was like Apache Chief. Is that who he was supposed to be? That that's what I you know I've seen some people think, and they're saying you know Wonder Woman isn't the only demigod, and they're saying you know he was too. I don't know if that's anything other than clickbait, right? I now. have no idea. Uh, you know, I think the next movie will be Modern Times. It and, should be. Um, so you may not see him unless he just shows up. But I don't see them being able to do his character justice without stomping on a bunch of uh, Native American culture. And yeah. Think. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I mean, any, I mean, Native American culture has been just, I mean, in, in American media in general, it's just so misrepresented. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, and it's just I I wouldn't like I, this sounds bad, but like I would not trust I would not trust like white writers to tell that kind of story and do it you know the right way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if there's ever a native movie with a native superhero, it needs to have a native writer because you look in you know because they're all they're always presented as savages and that's just not you know it's just not true. You know what I'm saying? Right. But um, do you have any other thoughts on Wonder Woman? Uh, the effects were good. Movie was beautiful. Uh, soundtrack. Uh, Wonder Woman's theme. The it was, they remixed the one from BVS. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was really good. Yeah. Um. This one is you know Patty Jenkins is gonna be back for the sequel, which is good. She should be. She did a good a job. Of, yeah. A lot of people are upset that Gal Gadot didn't make as much as you know like. Henry Cavill did. I read that wasn't true. I read that actually wasn't true. Like, those numbers were false. As far as, like, Cavill was paid a lot less than whatever that paper presented, so... Yeah, he was paid a lot less than what that one presented because he was a relatively no-name actor, like... Yeah, because I'm like, there's no way Cavill made that much because he wasn't really... He wasn't really that big of an actor. Right. So, you know, even with even even if the numbers were true, which they're not, but with Gal Gadot, she's a relatively no name actor. She's been in three Fast and Furious, Furious movies. She died. She was a supporting role in it, yep. and then she was in the movie with Zach Galifianakis and Isla Fisher a couple years ago. She's not that big of a name of an actor. Mm. She is now. She is now oh, definitely. I mean, I think we're definitely going to see her in more stuff. You know, like. Most of these actors, um, but in my mind, like I feel like the person who would get paid most to be in these movies would be Ben Affleck. Yep. Ben Affleck, Will Smith probably got a big cut in Suicide Squad as well. But um, yeah, if you want to move on, we start talking about a couple of uh, trailers. Yes, we got. Uh, or well, one side note about movies, uh, I saw Baby Driver. Oh, you I did? Haven't... I haven't seen it. Was it, it good? It was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, it, you know, it, in terms of, you know, how they've been hyping about the music, it's, it's, it's similar to how Guardians uses the music in their plots, and I thought they did it really well. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's a good movie, you should go see it. Okay, definitely. Alright, so the first trailer, um, so Spider-Man comes out next week, I haven't, I obviously haven't seen it yet, I'm gonna see it on my birthday next Saturday, um... I've heard really good things about Spider-Man. You know, I it always looked like a good movie to me. I mean, I liked Spider-Man's appearance in Civil War, and I think using that as a jumping-off point was good. My big fear was that I felt like the trailers just showed way too much of the movie. And that's my fear going into it, that there's not going to be anything that kind of, like... Not even surprises me, but, like, excites me. Like, oh, I didn't know they were going to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I haven't been excited about this movie. Granted, I haven't really been excited about any Marvel movie except for, well, since uh, Age of Ultron heavily disappointed me. Um, since, other than Guardians and then Black Panther, um, Spider-Man, uh, like, he's, he's my favorite, or second favorite Marvel superhero other than Black Panther. Like, I'm excited to see the movie, sort of, because it's Spider-Man, but... 
think there's going to be too much Tony Stark in it. You know, well, I've read that he's really not in the movie all that much. But that's all... not what they lead you to believe in the trailers. Well, yeah, in the trailers, he's all over the trailer. So part of it is like, well, if he's not in the movie that much, have we just seen all the Tony Stark scenes already? Or You know what I mean? Yeah. Or is he in it a lot more? So I, psh, I've heard he's not in the movie that much. I don't know. I think there's a lot more of a Happy Hogan. Like, I think they're using Happy Hogan as an in-between guy. You know what I mean? I mean, that makes sense logistically. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I, you know, so, oh, so Donald Glover's playing uh, Miles Morales' uncle. Is he? Yeah, so Miles Morales exists in the universe, although he won't show up for, like, another ten years. Another ten years or something like that. Yeah, I... I think eventually they will do Miles, because I think out of all the new, new, like, era of Marvel superheroes, I think he, he's the one that, I think his books actually do sell, and we can, you know, Marvel's having issues with their comic selling, but I know that his stuff sells, and uh, Kamala Khan, uh, Ms. Marvel stuff sells. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Miles in a movie at some point, but, you know, the Marvel movies, you know, on the diversity, you know, scale... They've been super slow, obviously, especially when it comes to their movies. TV's been a little bit better, but their movies, they've definitely been a bit slow. I mean, I'm excited for a Spider-Man, you know, it's a Spider-Man movie, so I, I think I'm going to go away liking it. I just, I'm curious to see how much was spoiled for me in the trailer, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're doing a good job with uh, making Vulture look terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard Michael Keaton does a really good job. Batman. Yeah. Um, it, I, I don't know. It's just a, a lot in there that makes me worry. Not worried that it's not going to do well, but just worried that it's not what it could be. And then the fact that you have Tom Hardy that's going to be Venom, but he's not going to be a, attached to the MCU makes me a little upset. Oh, yeah, that whole, like, a Venom spinoff. Oh, did you see the Kevin Feige meme? Mm-hmm. With the woman, she's like, oh, yeah, it's all gonna be the same universe. And Kevin Feige's like, what you talking about? Yeah. See, no, I just, this like... whole Sony-Marvel deal is just dumb. Dude, just give Marvel the rights, all right? Fox like, should, too, but, you know. I know. Fox, well, at least, well, the thing is, at least with... Fox, it's like you can, can you can have the X Men in their own universe separate from all the other Marvel superheroes, and you can make convincing movies and all that kind of stuff. Because like the X Men lore is huge, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like X Men, quite honestly, you could have X Men in their own comics line and never interact with any of the Avengers, and you can, it will work. Besides, you know, like one or two characters that jump over, yeah, it's fine. It's I'm fine. I think with but if you're lore. doing. But like, dude, if you're doing Spider, if you if you have Spider-Man in the main universe, why would who wants like a Venom solo movie with no relation to Spider-Man whatsoever? Unless you bring back Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I, well, it's just like why and like Black Cat and stuff like that. It's like they're Spider-Man because characters. It kind of reminds me of like the Holly Berry Catwoman movie that had nothing to do with Batman or comics Catwoman whatsoever. Right. Like, it reminds me of that, and that's why I'm just like, like, does anybody want to, because the whole point, like, the reason people like Venom is because he's just, he was essentially evil Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Jacked up evil Spider-Man. He roided out evil Spider-Man with, you know, a long, with a lot, with a sharp teeth and a tongue, and he was, you know, that's, like, I don't know if you ever played, like, the, uh, the classic Marvel vs. Capcom 2. It used it used to be on arcade machines sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, like Venom was always my favorite character. Oh yeah, for me it was always uh, give me the beam characters because I'm gonna hit you with that special. I uh, get you with Iron Man, War Machine, and Mega Man, and you're just you're just yeah. not gonna like me. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I, I'm sure Spider Man will be good. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. You know, like like I said, Marvel they're always in my pocket. But, um, you want to talk about, uh, Black Panther? Broke the internet, kind of? Yes. 
All right, so uh, Black Panther's first trailer dropped, I want to say, three weeks ago? Yep, during the NBA Finals, Game 4. Oh, my God. Like, if, you are, if you're if you on Black Twitter at all, like, Black Twitter just exploded. Yep. With all, there were just so many memes and just all this stuff. So, yeah, we got a taste of what we're seeing in Black Panther. We see most of the characters that have been announced. Um... Obviously, we see Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. We see his uh, his guardian. What what do you the is it the Dora Mije? Is that their name? Dora Milaje. Yeah. Dora Milaje. Yeah, we see his uh, guardian women. You know, we see that. We see um, we see Angela Bassett in the clip. We see Forrest Whitaker. We see um, Michael B. Jordan as a villain for uh, you know. I'm pretty sure it's the first time he's been a bad guy in a movie. Yeah. Arguably, unless you want to count Fantastic Four, which they're all bad guys. Yeah, me. well, yeah. Well, I hate to say it. I think Fantastic Four is just forgotten. You know, Ryan Coogler hooked them up. Because, you know, the, Ryan Coogler, the director, mm-hmm. Ryan yeah. Coogler, the director, Michael B. Jordan, they're like best friends. So I'm pretty sure as soon as Ryan Coogler got the okay direct Black Panther, he just called up, called him up with a, hey, Michael B. Jordan, you want to redeem yourself? You know. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't his fault. But no, it he- wasn't. It wasn't his fault. I mean... When you're, an, I hate to say it, it's rarely the actor's fault unless the actor is just bad, you know. Nicholas Cage, looking at you. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, Daniel Kaluuya is in it. Yeah, um, yeah, out. yeah. There was some good uh, Get Out memes. Yeah. It was like they were just they were making what was his name in the movie Chris. They were like they were like Chris left. Uh, this is what like Chris went to Wakanda. He went to his homeland after uh after Get Out. I'm like, oh yep. my god. Um, I'm excited for it. You know, you're going to have Claw, you're going to have Killmonger. The only thing is, I would have rather them wait for Killmonger. Unless they decide to bring him back, because Killmonger is essentially an evil Black Panther that always kicks his butt. So we're going to have to see him get his butt kicked in the movie, which I'm, you know, I'm fine with. But one of the things that, uh, one of my favorite stories for Black Panther was when uh, one of the last times that I remembered that he fought Killmonger. Um, And, you know, this was right after he got married to Storm. So you had that storyline in it. And then uh, T'Challa has this armor. Um, I think it's called the Thrice-Blessed Armor. And then uh, Killmonger had his own and still kicked T'Challa's butt. It was great. Yeah, there there's a lot of villains in that movie. They also have a, I don't I forget the actor's name, but they're also doing a Manape. That's another villain. So I I am I'm, I'm wondering why they're cramming all these villains in the one Black Panther movie. But who knows? Maybe maybe they were afraid that they might not get a sequel because you know Donald Trump is a president, and they're like you know we're just gonna go big and go home. <laughs> they're just like we're just you know because the thing is like. Sometimes with movies, if they don't think they're going to get a sequel, they'll go all out. If they know that they're probably going to get a sequel, they'll hold stuff back. Yeah. And then a sequel doesn't happen. Like, uh, like I think, uh, like the Power Rangers movie that came out a few months back, it's kind of limbo if it's going to get a sequel. Because, you know, they held off of the Green Ranger. Right. Which is what everyone to see. And it's like, now it's super disappointing. Like, oh man, we might not ever get, you know, to the Green Ranger saga, which is like everybody's favorite you know, original Power Rangers thing. Right, and then you have, um, you know, you there is a lot of story to tell, but there's a lot that they have their hands tied behind their back. Um, one of the stories I always want to see come on the big screen is, um, it was a storyline where, you know, Black Panther's looking for a wife, but all along the way he teams up with Luke Cage, and Blade and um, Dr. Voodoo and it was fantastic but you know Luke Cage is on the TV show I'm like you could bring him over um, Dr. They Voodoo won't. hasn't been introduced yet and then they have to um, bring in um, they they were really like they're really against like, doing uh, TV movie crossovers which is dumb I just I don't dude I just I don't know I, I want them to... I mean, I'm excited for for Black Panther. I'm sure it will be good. And, like, this is, like... 
you know, I mean, Wonder Woman was a big movie, I think. You know, people were, you know, it's touted as being, like, a big movie for, like, women and action movies and that kind of stuff. And I think Black Panther hopefully kind of does the same for not just black people, but people of color in, in, the, in these sorts of films in general. In general, as far as, like, us being able to lead and carry a film and be able to pull in a mainstream audience. Right. So... Uh, yeah, time will tell, but I'm really excited for it. The, the memes are great. Yeah, it's uh, getting to a uh, uh, time where things are getting interesting with comic book movies. Uh, well, the, well, the thing is that, you know, p- there's this whole phenomenon right now of comic book fatigue, you know, because th- I think there's a lot of people in Hollywood who kind of want the comic book genre to die. Like, they feel like there's been too many of these movies and they want us to do other stuff. Because I know some very, like, filmy people who are like, God, I'm tired of superhero movies. You know, it's ruining cinema and all this kind of stuff. And I think for the superhero genre to stick the landing and stay around, they're going to have to do different things. You know, like, people are sick of origin stories, which at least hopefully the new Spider-Man movie is alleviating some of that. And hopefully Black Panther isn't too much of an origin story, you know. At least convention, you know, because at least he's already a superhero's active. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and these movies, they also need to take us to different sorts of settings. You know, Black Panther's good that, you know, it's in Africa and that kind of stuff. You know, in this African nation, which is a setting you don't often see in movies, especially like action superhero movies and that kind of thing. So I think, I definitely think these movies, they have to, I'm trying to think about what I'm trying to say. They, they have to find ways to take us to different areas and settings to kind of keep the genre interesting and tell different types of stories. You know what I mean? Yeah, they have to do something similar to what Christian Bale did with The Dark Knight and even Batman Begins. You have to make it um, a superhero movie without it being a superhero movie. Yeah, because there there is a movement, I think, in Hollywood and in parts of the media to sort of kill off the superhero genre. Yeah. So they're gonna have they're gonna have to take more risks, you know, both Marvel and DC. It's this century's uh, Western. Yeah, definitely. So, um, do you have anything else you want to talk about Black Panther? We can um, we can go into like life updates. I can talk about VidCon and that kind of stuff. Did we talk about Thor? talked about the Thor, yeah, we talked about the Thor trailer like a podcast or two ago. I think we talked about the Thor trailer a while ago, yeah. Um, Still waiting on that next, well, yeah, Thor trailer also. Gladiator uh, Hulk, man. it's August. Yeah, it comes out in August, yep. No, no, uh, no, I think November, actually. Did it get pushed back to November? I thought it was coming out in August. I think, I believe it's November, don't quote me on it. Oh, I mean, they've all come out in November so far. Yeah, November 3rd, I just Googled it. Yeah, yeah they, they've all come out in November so far. Um, okay. Still looking forward to the next Last Jedi trailer, which probably won't come for a while, but still. Yeah, yeah, Star Wars is good. I'm trying to think of anything, anything else huge of this year. We've gone through quite a few of the movies at this point, actually. Yeah. Logan, Guardians, Wonder Woman, Lego Batman... I think we've just about covered all the movies. They're supposed to do a X-Men Dark Phoenix saga. That's supposed to be the next thing. Yeah, we'll do- see and, uh, <laughs> Dead- and Deadpool 2. If only we could just move forward, well, after next week, move forward like five months. So then you get Thor 3, which will probably disappoint me even as low as my expectations are. At least Natalie uh, Portman's not in it. Hey, you know, I like Natalie Portman. Not in the Thor Natalie. movies, I didn't. Uh, I mean, she just can't catch a break. I know. Uh, but then, you know, we get Star Wars, and then in two months after that, you get Black Panther. Then a few months after that, you have Avengers... Oh, wait, wait, I, for, I forgot one. November is Thor and Justice yeah, League. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, yeah, we have Justice League. God, that's so bad. Well, well yeah, because we haven't gotten anything from it. No, yeah, so I, I have a whole... Well, Comic-Con's right around the corner. I'm sure a Justice League trailer will drop then. 
But um, yeah, Justice League. I I'm. I'm surprised they didn't drop a Wonder Woman. Yeah, I, I'm ca- I am cautiously oh. optimistic. Oh, this is what's happening with Justice League. I've completely forgotten until now. Um, they're gonna do. It's gonna be in front of Dunkirk. Is it? Yeah, because that's Christopher Nolan. It's gonna be in front of Dunkirk. I think my brother was telling me it's gonna be like the first five or six minutes, like they did with previous Christopher Nolan movies. Okay. I'd take that over a trailer any day. Yeah, that's true. But um, so we can uh we can leave a movie trailer if you if we want. Um, I'm excited for Justice. I I'm excited for Justice League. You know, I they I can tell by the trailers they 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 at least they're trying to fix the tone they have with BBS. So we'll see what happens. You know. Uh, so I went to VidCon. Yeah, yeah. talk about that for a little bit and all the uh, interesting things that came from that. Oh boy! All right, so I went to VidCon for my second year in a row because um, I don't really have anything better to do. Um, so if you haven't heard of VidCon, and I've made a ton of videos about it on this channel, so you probably know what it is. But it is a convention for people who are interested in online video. So there are three passes. There's a community pass. Those are for people that are kind of like fans of YouTubers and fans of internet creators. You can go to panels and listen to the creators talk about different things about their lives or just different things about the creative process. And some of them perform, you know, because there are people who, you know, sing and dance. They do comedy, all that kind of stuff. So that's there. There's a creator level, which is the level I was on, which is people who are creating online content and you kind of get to learn you know, firsthand about how to make better stuff and how to kind of grow like an online brand. And the last track was the community, the, not the community, the industry track, which is for people who work for marketing executives and that kind of stuff. And people who work for companies and they're trying to, they're trying to use online video in the corporate setting, I guess. So... Yeah, I went, um, met some cool people. I met Andre the Black Nerd. It's the second time I've met him. Uh, he gave me a shout out on Twitter, so that was kind of cool. I met, uh, do you know, uh, Francesca Ramsey? The, the, yeah, you sent me a picture of her, yeah. She does, uh, the MTV Decoded videos, if she talks yeah. about, like, race and that kind of stuff. She, uh, she's been on Comedy Central, though the last show she was on got canceled, but I think she has a new show coming out pretty soon. And, um... I'm and yeah, I just I met some various uh, YouTubers and creators. Um, did some networking. You know, I'm hoping to kind of expand on some personal projects. I want to get some guests to come on this podcast. Actually, right. yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Um, my sister was there. We got a lot of free stuff. Took pictures. I got some decent advice about how to do online stuff, and especially now that I'm working, I have a little bit of money to kind of throw into some. Some creative projects. Um, so yeah, workshops, uh, networking. Um, went to Disneyland for a day. Uh, pro tip for Disneyland: um, it's much more fun at night. They're open till midnight. Uh, a lot of the families leave. It's not as hot, and lines are shorter. So yes, you don't have to deal with all the little kids running around, running into your knees. Yeah. So pro tip for uh, yeah, just pro tip for Disneyland and Disney World, and just and, yeah, Disney World, Disneyland wait for the kids to leave yeah 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 wait for the kids to leave so yeah if you're there like after like if you go at like 6 or something you do like a 6 to 12 you can hit up a lot of rides and do a lot of stuff cause I, I walked around the hot sun at noon and it was it was miserable but that's okay um so there was some drama this year um do you know are, are you familiar with Gamergate and that kind of stuff this is oh yeah so this is this is a geek podcast so we can talk about that so um the woman who was at the center of that Anita Sarkeesian the one who did the like feminism and gaming videos and was talking about like the representation of women in games are you familiar with that yeah she got it uh, she got her she got a lot of harassment and backlash for her videos and that kind of stuff well she was at a panel they they had a panel for um women in online video and uh, and a lot of the 
there are a lot of this is a pro tip about YouTube. There are a lot of YouTube channels that are like anti social justice can anti social justice channels. I mean, some of these guys, some of them claim to be liberals, some of them are conservatives, some are like borderline neo Nazis. You know who knows? But their whole thing is that they're very anti certain social justice ideas. So they hate, they don't like feminism, they don't like Black Lives Matter, they don't like identity politics. Period. You kind of get you kind of get where I'm going with this. Yeah. Like anti-social justice people, and they make these response videos to a lot of the videos on YouTube they deem to two social justices. So they'll go after people like Francesca Ramsey, Decoder videos. They'll go after, like I said, like Anita Sarkeesian. They'll go after. They used to go after. Do you know who uh, Lacey Green is? I keep seeing the name popped up. She did, like... Okay, so she was a YouTuber, a woman. She did a lot of, like, uh, sex ed-type videos, and then she kind of transitioned to feminism a little bit. She got a lot of heat for it. Now she's kind of, like, being weird and hanging out with, like, the anti-feminism crowd. I don't I don't really know what's going on with that. But so there are a lot of these anti-social justice people on YouTube. They all went to VidCon this year. And um, one one guy who was like he was pretty much he's kind of a ringleader and like the hate that Anita Sarkeesian, the uh, you know video game feminist woman, got. And he sat in the front row during the panel. She was speaking at the women on uh, the online women panel, and he didn't necessarily do anything at the panel. He was just there, and she got she pointed him out like to the crowd, and she called him like a terrible person and like a garbage human and all this stuff. So all this drama went on about it where there was like they were having like a flame war on Twitter and it was just it was just a mess. It was just yeah, so it was a mess and a lot of these like anti social justice people, they would go around to the you know, quote unquote like the liberal panels, like I went to one that was called like Resist, which was, you know, a bunch of libs talking about how they hate Trump, essentially. Or how to how to fight Trump in this administration, and a lot of them were there. Some of them were asked like dumb questions, and they were just you know it was just it was weird. They were just kind of sparking a lot of drama, and a lot of the panelists I could tell were very uncomfortable. And some of them like called them out during the panels, and they were just there was just drama because of that. I mean, nothing really affected like me or like the audience, but. That was kind of some stuff that went on behind the scenes because a lot of the anti-social justice YouTubers, what'll happen is that they'll make a video about like some, you know, some online feminist or online, you know, Black Lives Matter, like whoever, and then that person will end up getting a lot of like trolling on Twitter, you know, they'll get a lot of hate comments on YouTube, hate messages on Twitter, and some people get like docs where someone will find out, you know, where they lived, and they get death threats and rape threats and all these terrible things, so it's just kind of this, this, you know, online harassment has been around for, you know, forever, but it's just kind of this ongoing thing, you know, so that's pretty much the crux of what the drama at YouTube was about. Yeah, it's just, you know, what people forget is that, you know, comic books and movies have often been um, a product of the environment around, including, you know, many social progressive movements. And so when these things happen, when it wasn't as, well, I mean, you could even look at it when you had civil rights, things like that. And, you know, there, I guarantee you there were people mad at that then. But, you know, you look back at it now and people are like, well, of course, that's only natural that, you know, we have a black superhero or things like that. But why are you making this white superhero black? Why don't we make the black superheroes white and not saying that, okay, yeah, if I take one of the ten superheroes out there and make one of them black and then take one of, like, the two superhero black superheroes and make them white, why there's a difference? Um, well, but. you know, it's just this weird issue because I, I've kind of told, I made a diversity in comics video way back, a while back, but... I think that a lot of, and I'm gonna be honest, a lot of white like nerds and geeks, you know, they feel like that they they own these franchises. You know what I mean? They feel like they have a right to these franchises, to these characters, more than anybody else. You know? Right. And you know, you'll hear people like, "Dude, you even really read comics?" You know, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, dog, I've been fans of, I've been a fan of Spider Man and Batman pretty much, you know, my entire life. You know? Yeah, I I'll... mean, no, no, I mean, I can think of the only one 
is really iconed I, I by his whiteness would be Superman but like 50, 60, 70 Superman where he's raised in Kansas by Mr. and Mrs. Kent who are farmers. All American, like yeah, 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 I know what you right, mean. Right, that's a uniquely white experience, so that makes sense, but you have someone like Spider-Man. Spider-Man could be black. Spider-Man could be anybody, that's the point. Yeah, Spider-Man could be anyone. He wears a mask. He literally could be anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I just, I, just, I just, I think it's this issue where People, I think there are a lot of white comic fans who feel like, yeah, they own these franchises, and they're like, oh, these minorities and these women, they're complaining, you know, they're trying to take over our stuff, and it's like, y'all didn't really own it. I mean, ideally, like, the companies own these franchises and characters, but as far as, like, what fans have more of a say in what's good or what's bad, I mean, we have just as much of a say as anybody else, you know? As... What show, what movie, what comic, what story was good, what was bad, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you'll, and you know, it's just such a weird situation where, you know, if I said, if I complained about Iron Fist and I was just like, yeah, I just didn't like Finn Jones as an actor, you know, he just, he was too skinny to be Iron Fist to me. You'd be like, oh, that's a normal comment. Right. But if I was just like, uh, you know, I think the race of the casting was bad, everybody's like, oh my God, you social justice warrior. You know, oh my god, you, you, there could never be an Asian Iron Fist. What? So, it's just... I, I mean, I hate to say... I mean, the thing is, media is just reflective of issues that are just going on in society today. And so was VidCon, you know? Like, at the end of the day, folks are leaving Reddit and 4chan and showing up in real life. So... At a certain point, you go to public events, we're going to have to confront, you know, these people that may not agree with us. And I'm hoping, the good part, like, the hopeful part of me is hoping that some of these people, like, deep down, they're decent human beings and you can work stuff out. But I know a lot of them, especially, like, the online YouTubers and the anti-social justice people, a lot of them, a lot of them don't even believe really what they're talking about. But they get money on, like, Patreon and stuff like that to go around and harass, you know, other creators and whatnot. And they've literally, they've made a business out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then, um, you know, like, I, when I was at Star Wars Celebration, there was, I can't think of anything like that that, that was there. Nothing really was political. Um, not that I can remember. It, it usually, usually at, like, normal, like, comic conventions and stuff like that, it's usually not that bad, but VidCon kind of skewed that way just because it's just online video, right? And there were some, and there were panels designed for, like, politics and whatnot, and I went to, the, there was, like, a black YouTubers panel, and they had, like, the LGBT YouTubers panel and, you know, the Latin YouTubers panel, and I do think you have stuff like that, it's just going to attract a certain crowd, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, it's like in college, as people complain, well, why don't we have a, you know, I don't know what your school had, but we had like a black student union, and people be like, why don't we have a white student union, you know, all that kind of stuff, and it's like, you do, it's called the student union, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it, it was a, sort of the same thing that happened in high school, you know, when we had those clubs, I'm like, you don't need a club for all you guys to get together, it's literally a classroom, there's only going to be one of us. Exactly. Oh, you know, everybody exactly. else is, that's that's the union. Yeah. So that drama was interesting. Um there was also a um there was there were there were people who came to try to get into VidCon with fake passes. I don't know how they got them, but there were fake passes going around. And some guy tried to get in without a pass. Some like I don't know, some like Instagram model, he looked like he was about like sixteen or something like that. And he got in an argument with one of the security guards and they got recorded on video and I can send it to you. But in it, the the Instagram model's talking to the security guard. He's like, I have so much more money than you, and you should just let me in because I have more money than you, and I look better than you, and I'm dressed better than you, and all this kind of stuff. And it was just like, dude, I he literally, like, he's someone, he needs to get punched in the face. You know what I mean? Right. He was just like, I'm better than you, and da-da-da-da, and you should just let me in because you're ugly and all that stuff. And I was just like, what a prick. Like, I was just... So, I mean, with online, I mean, we've, I, I'm assuming you probably know this, but there is, you know, a toxic underbelly to a lot of stuff that goes on in many places. Most definitely. 
you know, and I, did you hear about, there was some YouTube, I don't know if they were YouTube, but they were like some, uh, they were like, I think they were like YouTube pranksters where there was supposed to be a prank where this girl was supposed to, she was supposed to shoot this book that her boyfriend was holding and the, the bullet wasn't supposed to go through the book. But, oh, yeah, but yeah, and it, but the bullet ended up going through the book and she shot her own boyfriend and he died. Yeah. And now the girl, I mean, she's going to have to go, you know, you know. Uh, you know, it, it, she'll probably at least get a manslaughter charge. Yeah, it's going to be involuntary manslaughter. Involuntary manslaughter. In like five years. And it's just like, people are like in just such a rush to be, not even be rich, but I think it's just to be famous, you know? And there's been a lot of challenges and whatnot that have gone viral online where people have gotten hurt. And I'm just like, folks, y'all just got to, people just got to chill out. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, no amount of fame is literally worth almost almost dying. And I think especially with like the YouTube like prank community, it's like the worst because they'll do one thing that goes viral and they constantly have to like up the scale to keep making stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Until and you do you until know. you do end up getting hurt or dying. Right. And then, you know, there was the uh, one. I don't know what they were, whether they were prank. I think they were prankers, but they got their children taken away from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The parents with the prankers, because they, yeah, they did something with their kid. And it's just like, dude, it ain't worth it. Yeah, and so, you know, they're, and one thing, and this is just about YouTube in general, not necessarily about prankers and everything like that, is when you have these YouTubers that have Facebook profiles and you'll look at their YouTube video and they'll get, you know, like a million, couple million views. But on Facebook, they have like 20, 30 million views, but they don't get paid for that. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm actually starting to put some of my videos on Facebook because you put stuff on Facebook. So the videos automatically play compared to like linking a YouTube video. Facebook stuff gets seen a lot, much more very quickly compared to YouTube nowadays. Right. Because Facebook is also less saturated, which helps. But, um, yeah, yeah, no, so it is it is tough because a lot of people aren't making money off YouTube anymore. Not not based off AdSense. You know, they have Patreons where people can donate money or they're doing a lot of brand deals and that kind of stuff. But, I mean, don't sleep. I'm starting to put stuff, even our podcast, this is going to go on YouTube because, you know, YouTube, I think it works just because it's, it's very shareable, you know? Right. Don't sleep on... I think YouTube is good for building an audience, but you're not going to make money off YouTube either. Exactly. You can... But I think it's good for building an audience that you could filter into, hey, go to my Patreon page. Or another hustle people have is um, t-shirts. So they'll have a quote or something, you know, their fans like, they'll get t-shirts made up and, you know, you sell a t-shirt for $15, the t-shirt might cost, you know, $5 to make. And people make a killing off that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, live streaming is kind of a hot thing now, too, on YouTube and Facebook. And there are all sorts of uh, live streaming apps as well. And Instagram. Just throwing that out th- for whoever's listening, listening, just throwing that out there, kids, you know. Getting the live streaming, just... You just, I don't know. What online stuff, do you just got to be careful. Nothing's worth, you know, if you're in a situation where you're doing something where you could get arrested or you could get killed or any of that kind of stuff, just do, just don't do it. Yeah, it's, it's a smart thing. It's do just not, not smart, you know, because people do, like, fire stunts and all this kind of stuff. You know, it's like, dude, just don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth, it's not worth dying. All right, Chris, do you have anything else you want to talk about? I think we're at about uh, 55 minutes here. Yeah, uh, no, the Tournament of Power started on Dragon Ball Super, so yeah, we're, that. Yeah, we're finally at the Dragon Ball Super uh, tournament. I'm really excited about it. Apparently Goku's going to get another transformation. Yippee. I'd rather have Gohan save the day. Yeah, I want Gohan. Gohan needs Gohan needs an upgrade. Um, Frieza's back, so... He's supposed to be working with Frost or something like that, so that's interesting. Which I don't get, because Frost is really weak. He is really weak. Yeah, so um, I'm excited for uh, Goku to fight uh, Jiren. He seems cool. They're pegging him him as being the strongest guy, from what I can see. Yeah. As as, as being one of the strongest fighters in the tournament. Uh, Female Brawly... 
They really yeah. you saw the episode where she uh she first transformed, right? Right. They really I mean they she, I think there was a quote that literally sounded like it was from the movie. Mm-hmm. And like they're really like cuz they know like the thing is Broly is a very popular Dragon Ball character, especially in America. But he's not canon, you know, he was never in the manga or the anime, he was in a few movies. Right. But any video game, Brawly is almost guaranteed to be in it, and I think with the female Saiyan Kale, this is their attempt to make a Brawly character canon, you know? Right. Because she even has, like, Brawly's moveset, where he throws the green orbs and that kind of stuff. So they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, and then they even, you know, the character's name is Kale, and Brawly means broccoli, so, you know. Yeah. Well, they're all, um, they're all vegetables, but yeah. Cauliflower is cauliflower. Yeah, and the other thing is, um, you know, they're they're not going to destroy all the universes. No, no, I I don't think I think that is a bluff. I, I, I mean, think... you can destroy everyone except for six, and then Goku will probably save that uh, eleven, which is I think the one Jiren is from will be saved. Yeah. Well, Universe 11, they don't seem like bad guys. You know. The Pride Troopers, they're superheroes pretty much, right? They're like Power Rangers almost. Right. It's almost like, they almost remind me of like the Ginyu Force. The Ginyu Force were like good guys. Or if the Ginyu Force were strong. Yeah, or if they were. If they were strong. Because it's like, oh, look, they're terrifying. And then, you know, Goku comes up and bodies all of them. Pretty much. But yeah, um, I'm excited for the tournament. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with Frieza. And a lot of people are disappointed we didn't get a Skinny Majin Buddha fight. Yeah. But I, I wonder if they'll ever do anything with that or if they just had Majin Buu as a fake out in the opening so that Frieza would be like a surprise. They probably were, but, you know, I feel like if they were going to do that, they shouldn't have had Buu fall asleep in the first one. Yeah. Because the whole fact that he fell asleep again is a, sort of a cheap. It is. It is very, very cheap. I know a lot of people they wanted a uh, cell to come back, but apparently the animators don't want to. They don't want to animate cell. I've Why? heard because of all the uh, all the spots on his um, all the spots in his body. Apparently, it just makes him. Apparently, he's one of the hardest characters to draw and animate, and they didn't want to worry about it. Well, give him uh, a new transformation. Give him, a, give him a new transformation, yeah, something like that. Get rid of the spots. Because I, cause I, I do miss Cell. I mean, he is... I thought he was a good Dragon Ball villain, and it would be nice to see him come back. I mean, we do have... We do have the end. We have 17 and 18, I think, kind of representing, like, that saga of Dragon Ball. But I would have liked to have seen Cell come back. Right. Because we've seen, we've seen Frieza come... I mean, Frieza comes back, like, every week, you know? Because we had in the movie and then the anime. And, I mean, he had come back in other movies and that kind he of stuff. in GT. In GT, yeah. So, I think, like... I mean, Frieza is probably the best Dragon Ball villain. But it's almost like with the Joker and Batman. Like, the Joker is probably one of the best comic villains of all time. But he does not need to be in every Batman thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I mean, I still think that Cell was the best villain. Cell was the only one Goku didn't beat. That is true. Goku did not beat Cell. Cell blew him up on King Kai's planet, and he died. Yep. I remember. I remember that. Um. So yeah, Dragon Ball's pretty good. Uh, Attack on Titan uh, season two wrapped up. So you should check that out if you haven't. And uh, Samurai Jack uh, finished the series. It was really bittersweet. No yep. spoilers. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh my god! It was just like, dude, Jack can never win. He wins and he doesn't. He wins and he doesn't. I mean, at least he did defeat Aku. So yeah, they had to. They had to, but like, you know, Ashi died. That was sad. You said no spoilers and then you spoiled it. I know. Well, I didn't know if you had seen it, so whoops. <laughs> I'll put a warning. I'll put a warning in the video. I'll retroactively put a warning. This is audio only. I'll retroactively put a warning for it's the nice. Samurai Jack finale. It says no spoiler, but then it'll be like, caution, there's a spoiler. Yeah, something like that. Because I don't know, if this this probably won't go up for a little while because I have some other videos planned. But, um, yeah, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, 
All right. Yep. So, yeah. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, you know, if you watch it on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe. Um, I guess we will see you again probably in the next month or so. Right, Chris? Yeah. After uh, Spider Man, and then probably we'll have some more developments on um, Comic Con uh, stuff. Comic Con stuff, and then all the superhero shows. Yeah. Be getting us some tidbits. Yeah, like, um, is uh, Arrow going to be a show next? Is it is Arrow just going to be a Oliver? Is everyone else dead? Uh, well, you know, I'd be mad that Diggle was, but happy Felicity was. Yeah, well, who knows? Maybe they'll just uh, put Felicity in a wheelchair again. Oh, God. Until Curtis... Yeah, slap uh, everybody else. That's God, that was a terrible plot face. line. Oh, my God. Yep. Until they put a magic microchip that makes her not walk. I mean, that makes her walk. Cause that's how uh, that's how paralysis works. That's exactly how paralysis works. All right. Well, we're signing off. Um, we'll catch you all next time. Peace.